0: Welcome to episode 8 of The Podding Shed, the podcast of the chelseafcblog.com. We would like to apologise for bringing the episode to you a little later than usual this week. Given the cash for access scandal that emerged over the weekend, we we felt we should take a little time to clarify the Podding Shed policy on how our esteemed listeners may or may not influence what is discussed in these hallowed halls. As such, we are happy to make it perfectly clear we will allow access to the inner sanctum of the Podding Shed and discussion of anything Chelsea-related in return for the following items. Beer... Good Indian food, decent French and Italian red wines, fine single malt whiskey, Cuban cigars, rare and unusual railway-themed memorabilia, a signed photograph of Scarlett Johansson, pornographic material of a reasonable quality, preferably European origin and not involving badgers, a new crystal ball for Mark, and finally, plain, good old-fashioned cash.
1: Excellent.
0: Well, <laughs> oh, everyone else is doing it, so why can't we? via the blog and Twitter and however else you may do so. And we'll consider your bribes, sorry, requests, accordingly. <laughs> <laughs> Joining yes. me, Johnny, or Dick Kaiser, as I'm otherwise known, this week, week, and dreaming of having wealthy business and pushing handfuls of cash into our sweaty palms, a grocer Jack, otherwise known as Tony, good Dr. Blue Bayou, Donal, Good evening. and returning from a brief dalliance with the rich Nigerian prince, Mark 25, who is Mark. <laughs> Jets, good evening. Good evening. good evening. good evening. Well, we will start with... Um, Roberto Di Matteo's honeymoon, which is now officially over. <coughs> His flying start hit some turbulence at Eastlands last Wednesday, and frankly, a cloud of low pressure and general disinterest against Spurs at the bridge on Saturday. Fifth is looking looking like our, um, our most likely finishing position, depending on what Newcastle do and Spurs, if they implode, as they don't appear to be doing anymore. Um, city and Spurs, it really reminded me personally of, of going back to sort of the, the, the grim days of February and March, early March um, with a little bit more application but um, not a huge amount of creativity, guile from midfield or indeed ability to um, to finish um, Tony, I think you saw them both, kick us off please
1: uh, Fine, Manchester City game uh, it looked to me like we went for a draw um, didn't look like we were really trying overly hard uh, And I'd go along with that policy, Uh, I think Harry Redknapp showed that um, over the years, he's very good at picking the battles, Um, and I think he did again on Saturday, I don't think that Spurs side that visited us on Saturday were particularly um, eager for the win, a draw suited them much better, they've got a much easier, arguably easier running, and I think we tried to do the same against um, Manchester City, but... uh, uh, on on the other side of it it was a bit of a dour game i'm sure that the um tv powers were quite disappointed um having um, you know uh, c- probably compared it to the thriller at stanford bridge um the you know the equivalent fixture at stanford bridge earlier in the season i thought it was a bit of a dull game um and uh, a few bright points in there david louise uh, i think he's looking more and more um uh, you know, like a a, a a star in the centre of the park, and now at right back. Uh, I think um, Mikel um, had a very good game. Unfortunate to be dropped um, against Spurs, yes. but really not much else. I, I will say this: Carlos Tevez has got it in for us, hasn't he? I mean, that bloke. Have, have we ever have? Has I he don't has, know. I'll has, say has he he no, him. I don't think he has. I mean, he seems to revel. Um, I th- I still think he'll be an absolute rotten core in Manchester City and he'll disrupt that side. But, you know, there we are. And he comes on and, uh, you know, it was he made the difference, I think. And um, mm. I think, sadly, you know, we're, we're always going to be in that. I can't wait to see the back of him. Maybe he does go back to Argentina. <laughs> um, but generally, I thought, you know, Manchester City, okay, uh we would have been fortunate, I think, probably for the draw, considering the balance of play. Um, as for Spurs, a couple of things to note for me lunchtime <coughs> kickoffs don't work, not on Saturdays yeah. anyway, um, and not in the glorious sunshine. Very end of season feeling, I think people have said. Yeah. Um, a game of chess would have been more exciting uh, for the first half, anyway. I thought um, Harry Redknapp, uh, I don't think I've ever seen Gareth Bale so withdrawn. Uh, you know he, he barely featured in the first half I, I had to sort of do a double take yeah. to see if he was even on the pitch
0: there, there certainly was that, that for me in the first half when he, I just sort of first saw him get the ball in you know X number of minutes and thought oh he is on the pitch yeah and it
1: seemed very odd and uh, uh, Asu Okoto seemed to be the one who uh, uh, causes most problems but they didn't look to me like they were particularly up for it until of course that you know heart stopping moment at the end of the first half um, yeah Uh, And then second half, yes, I think it it boiled up a little bit, but I think there was always an inevitability that it will do to a degree. Um, But, uh, you know, I I sort of said it on the blog as well. There weren't any Duff performances, really. I think Frank Lampard was a bit anonymous, but that story of his season, hot, cold. um, Mm -hmm. And there weren't any real major stars out there. But if I was dishing out a man of the match, which I'm glad I wasn't, for us, it would have been carried Gary Cahill simply for that stop from Adebayor, I think. Or yeah, that's pe- quite something. Or, or Petr Cech, who did, let's face it, pull off some bloody good saves to keep <laughs> us in it. But Gary Cahill, for me, is looking like a bargain, an absolute bargain, and, and, and I can't wait to bump into some of the people who said he's not good enough for us because I think they'll be eating their words. I really do.
0: I have but to say, he's, um, he's he's kind of he's grown on me because I I thought we're going to be very lucky if we've, if we've picked up the replacement for John Terry for, for seven million quid from Bolton, which obviously he has a very long way to go until then. I'm, I'm not building him up to that extent, but he really is sort of growing into the side and um, and his role with us.
1: Yeah. Um, so, you know, overall, uh, we got what we deserved out of the two games. We certainly you know, Chelsea Bob uh you know he forecast three nil this week. Um so he's um didn't soos- have his tenor on it. No, Suce and power seems to be fa- uh, fading a bit. I I'd called a, a one <laughs> one nil win. But um uh, as he said it, the, the game was just dull and it, it never really got going and it was very difficult for anybody to get very excited about anything. Um mm. uh,
0: for for a London derby with, with fourth place at stake. <clears throat> yeah you were expecting an awful lot more but I still go back
1: to that I think Harry Redknapp he's done it for years he did it at Portsmouth and West Ham he picks his battles he knows which games are worth going at and which ones aren't Mm. and I think he safely knew that a draw would would do better for them okay with their running and their goals he might have got a goal to get third place he may still get that but fourth place is looking more secure because of Kind of their, uh, yeah. you know, their lack of ambition and our lack of ability. And I, just before we were talking, before we actually started recording, um, I just w- I would say that if anything showed that we have been not only caught up but overtaken as well, it was Saturday against Spurs. And I think that's a that's a big truth that we've got to face. We we set a bar so high under Mourinho, and not only have the others caught it, they've got above it, and we've stood still. I'm afraid to say
0: mm. it's, uh, that's, that's very true Mark, um, we'll come on to you now the various quotes to the press i picked up on, on two today in particular, Frank Lampard for one, um, as we noted before we started recording, has said you know we're simply not as good as we used to be, Stamford Bridge isn't the fortress it used to be Petr Cech is talking about you know a season outside of the top four and the Europa League as being a lost season um, it's not it's not sounding terribly positive You know, they're obviously saying the right things In terms of, you know, we'll continue to fight for fourth Every game's a cup final from now on All the usual clichés um, I'd like to, you know Obviously hear your thoughts on the game But um, your thoughts on um, your prediction of, of of a top four finish you, are, you, um, are you sticking with it? Are you changing your mind?
2: Um, well, my prediction A couple of weeks back Was <coughs> that we'd finished third mm. Which is looking a little bit flaky now um, <clears throat> I mean, as far as um, Lampard is concerned I mean, it's an interesting one That if you're going to have a mutiny And get the cap- get the captain thrown overboard When you then have to take over You have to be able to make sure You can actually man the rigging And put in a good <laughs> performance um, So, I mean, against Man City I thought he was very poor And in the first half against Tottenham I thought he was extremely poor He did okay, actually, in the second half mm. But, you know, if, he, if he's one of the old guard that is the mainstay and is going to keep us going, he's got to deliver a bit more than he is at the moment. Yeah. Um, but anyway, this is what transition feels like. We just have to get used to it, really. Um, yeah. I mean, there were a couple of people who I thought were particularly poor. Uh, Tony, you said you didn't, didn't think anyone had a shocking performance against Spurs, but I thought uh, Basinga uh,
0: was, oh, yeah. was pretty, was pretty <laughs> close to shocking.
2: And, I mean, the derision he was getting from the fans sitting right by me... You know, when he went forward, he gave the ball away, and then Tottenham caught us on the break. And when he was in the back, he couldn't defend. And the uh, other pe- pe- not pet a great hate, combination, I, is not it? a great combination. And the other pet hate is um, Sturridge. And, and the trouble is, once you get a negative on people, they can't do anything right. Yeah. So, at, at the moment, neither Basinga or Sturridge can do anything that would please me.
0: Yeah, I mean, this, there's actually, I've read... The odd muttering, and whether it's it's journalist talk or what I don't know, but um the odd muttering that just is <laughs> terribly happy with his lot and um and maybe um you know again, this is probably speculation on the the part of the journalist writing it, but as as one of the the players in the squad that actually carries potentially carries some value um, is is maybe um, is one to be shifted out to um, to fund some of the um, more potentially unusual and um, exciting moves that we'll talk about a bit mm. later on. Mm. But um,
1: interesting because he did come out with a statement uh, a week ago <laughs> or so saying how proud and how happy he was mm. uh, to be playing for Chelsea. Um, I think Mark's got a point. Um, but I, I think he's one to persevere with. We throw him away, we let him go. That, that'll come back and bite us on the arse big time, I think, uh, at some point. Uh, but single, though, Mark, I take your point, and by default, yeah, I should have said he was rubbish, because he was.
0: But, um, Donal, I, I th- you mentioned you'd, you'd not seen both games, but... Um...
3: I, saw, I saw the City one. Uh, yeah. But yeah, the, uh, the Tottenham one I, I missed, I had to go to Horrible Histories which um, <laughs> this is fast becoming as well <laughs> and so, so you, so you and were then.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is true well I think obviously the key thing is we, we remain unbeaten at, at Spurs for mm. against Spurs at Stamford Bridge um, for a, you know, a number of Prime Ministers now which is, um, which is probably a, a good thing but um, yeah it, I think it, they probably came closer than they have done for some time to, um, to ending that little, mm. um, that little
3: I mean I, I did see the whole City game and I thought <clears throat> I thought, yes, we went there for the draw. But what, as I said in uh, the report I wrote, what worried me was that it's fine to set up and sit deep and and try and hit a team like City on the break, let them have the possession. Um, But what worries me, and has worried me all season, and I don't see it getting any better, is when we do get possession back, we lose it very easily. Mm. There seems to be... um, no pattern when we when we get hold of the ball it's just get it away from the danger area and we, we had a little purple I say purple patch it was more probably a, a sort of watery move uh, just before half time where the game did seem to settle down we absorbed and then hit them on the break but as soon as we get to the last third it all went wrong Ramirez you know I like Ramirez, but I don't think he's a natural winger. Certainly, and some of his ball control, you know, sort of lets him down at, at vital moments. Yeah, and so he didn't seem to be able to get up there and then hold the ball up there uh, to, to counter attack with any sort of uh, incisiveness. And then in the second half, when, when Mancini, you know, everyone probably thought, oh, he's taken off Balotelli, he's put on Barry. That will give us a bit more of a chance what that in actual fact did was to basically set up a ring which we couldn't get out of mm. and we spent enormous amounts of the second half not in our own half but in our own third mm. and when we got the ball the player on the ball just seemed to panic an awful lot Mikel was the only one who didn't seem to lose the ball yeah. in that situation looked for someone and got a pass off to them but we don't seem to have any pattern a rhythm in breaking out of that sort of press. And yeah. teams can do that to us and we can't break out from it. We you know, we have give away corner after corner. We never leave anyone up near the halfway line. It's all everyone is in or around yeah. the box. So if, if we do clear the ball, it comes straight yeah, back in. Yeah,
0: the, the pressure just comes comes back in immediately, yeah. doesn't it? I, I mean know,
3: we do we do look better defensively. I didn't see the game on Saturday, but apart from one or two serious alarms, they seem to still be fairly solid defensively. And I'll say that for Di and, and Newton, whatever, or John Terry and Frank Lampard, depending on your view of the management, that, that we, are, we are a bit more solid. You know, we, we don't look in any way more inspired, but we are more solid.
0: Yeah, than, I think it, it's the, the less likely to concede... Mm. Aspect seems to be um, the the key thing. I mean, in terms of both games, for me, there were there were two sort of difference in personnel and and tactical changes. When Torres, I thought, actually played quite well against City, and when he was taken off, he obviously wasn't terribly happy. You know, he's got himself back scoring in inverted commas, Um, and. Clearly wasn't happy to be taken off, and Di Matteo was clearly trying to sort of explain to him that this is a, de- a defensive substitution. Um, and that, you know, Drogberry is usually very good at holding the ball up, but, but wasn't on um, Wednesday last week. And that was the point where we just seemed to sort of invite more pressure upon ourselves. And, you know, that's, that's ultimately when the mistakes came. You know, ult- both of their goals. You know, Sen shouldn't shouldn't really <coughs> had his hands up. You could say it was harsh. <coughs> I personally don't think it was. No, I um, think it was
2: a straightforward penalty. Yeah, right? do not the harshness at all. That people say you shouldn't um, put your hands up. I mean, how many of us want to go and stand in front of someone firing a football in our face mm. with our hands stuck firmly in our pockets?
0: It's. Mm. I mean, it is a natural
1: reaction to a certain extent, isn't it? That's, that's it is, but I, I'd I'd still say even natural reaction or not, it's still a penalty. Yeah, no yeah. if if he, if, he no, put yeah. his hen, if he'd
3: put his hands to his face. Or over the, the family jewels, then I'd say it was harsh. Yeah. But he actually jumped it and his amazing. arms, he was waving his arms about as though to make himself bigger. Now, if you do that, yeah, you're, yeah. you're going to give away a penalty. And that's what he did. He he sort of put his arms up above his head, you know, and, and it was that movement. If he'd just covered his face, so, and the ball hit his face, then you'd say, well, they hit his hands, they would have hit his face, it was still. He didn't gain an advantage, but he he actually put his arms and they weren't there for balance or anything. He just threw them up in the air, and I just thought it was a nailed-on penalty.
1: Yeah, you know? I think I just want to say one thing about that the Spurs game, um, and I, I'm not overly convinced about the Man City game. You know, in terms of substitutions, whatever. But bringing on Torres with 11 minutes or whatever against Spurs was was laughable, just laughable. I mean, you know, the bloke. He's struggling for publicity or getting good, you know, and then he brings him on as if he's going to change things in 11 minutes when you've got a team that, uh, you know, I, I, I thought Drogba was okay, but he, you know, he, he can't hold the ball. He had one good game against Napoli, and of course everybody's saying, oh, he's back, but I don't believe it. I, I don't mm. believe it. So I, thought I, mean, that I
0: think was... it's, a, it's a fair <clears throat> point, but, uh, you know, I, this kind of goes back to what we're expecting from Torres, you know it's the kind of game you know where it's, it's nil-nil and you're fighting for fourth place with 80 minutes gone you need someone who's going who's gonna to make a difference and that's you know ultimately Torres is there for and he's not doing it that's the problem I see you but
1: yeah I, 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 all I would say is, is that in the last couple of games that Torres has started he has really run and tried and, and held the ball up well you know really held the ball up well and, uh, and I've not seen I don't think I've seen the same for Drogba I just don't believe it. It's oh, someone being killed. Someone being killed in the it's background. Someone building a cupboard.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Someone um, is uh, <coughs> sneaking in for cheese and biscuits, and making far too much racket. I <laughs> have to <laughs> apologise.
2: Well, what are they? Having to, they not having to milk the cow to get it. Are they?
3: <laughs> no. No, they're just choosing everything metallic that is in the place and crashing them together.
0: Poss- possibly yeah. whistling Colonel Bogey at the same time. <laughs> maybe uh, yeah, maybe yeah. in order. I do um, apologise. That's quite all right. Um, and the other the other sort of going back to the, the tactical changes, and I think we we, we sort of gr- agreed tentatively at the beginning of the. Um, before we started recording, was um, no Mikel against Spurs, and I, th- you know, he played reason- I He played pretty well against um, City, and, and and has done. Every appearance, you know, we maybe it's- it's saving him for Tuesday. I mean, there's
2: only two two True. three days in between, so now's the time to start rotating.
0: Mm. I suppose, I mean, yeah, if, if you're going to play him in one two games, the big game away from home is probably the most. Yeah, I mean, one. we're the only team
2: in three competitions, despite all the doom and gloom.
0: Mm. Yeah. it's very true. It's very true. Um, I think um, Spurs are now, I think, what five points ahead of us. Um, looking at the run-ins, I mean, we, we still have to go to Anfield, which maybe doesn't hold quite the um, the fear it used to as it does at the moment. Um, Still going to go to Arsenal. Still going to go to Villa, who, whilst in generally horrible form, our record up there is, is far from impressive. Uh, um, yeah. It's not the easiest looking run, and you know Newcastle are now breathing down our necks for want, for, for want of goal difference. Um, are, are we now thinking? Well, you know the Europa League is, as I believe it's been described on the blog, death by pointlessness. Um, <laughs> is, is, is missing out on European football. Altogether, um, A, a possibility, which I think, you know, potentially is, and B, may be a good thing if we're not I, I they'd, be, I they'd be better
3: off tanking, tanking for sevens I think and, yeah. and making sure they didn't have to travel yeah, no, no,
1: around Europe that's you know. right no, no clutters a fixture clutter which I thought would work in Liverpool's favour this year but that, you know um, that shows what I know about anything I suppose But um, Concentra- um,
0: concentrating on the
1: league I think well <laughs> you know they, 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 they have got those until the last
3: though. five minutes against QPR yeah
1: <laughs> um, but uh, yeah and, and, and you know it's always worth a laugh isn't it at, at, anything like that with Liverpool I think you know just as funny as them losing 2-1 to Wigan at home that was a marvellous result for Wigan and uh, everybody else who likes football I think um, absolutely but uh, you know a little bit of me says that uh, Europa League be a great opportunity to really blood some youngsters that's very true. Slightly patronising the competition there a little bit because the, the, the other part of me says, well, if you're in it, try and <coughs> bloody win it, you know. And, mm. uh, uh, you know, silverware, silverware. And it's only in England that the, that the Europa League is treated with such um, disdain, really. And I think that's a bit of a shame. I, I do think that, that, that Europa League is, is completely undermined um, by the, you know, the in of the Champions League flops at mm. some point, I think, you know, you want well, to the, give, if you that, want to give the competition some credibility, stop doing that straight away, you know. Yeah, well, it's
0: that yeah. the format of it. The form, it, it just seemed so interminably long, you know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, like the old um, Champions League,
0: when it was a two-league
1: format, wasn't it, for a while? Yes, it
0: was saying it went from one league to the second one, then the knockout phase. Yeah, yeah. It, it just, you know, I, I think it's one of those things. And, you know, if we don't have exactly the squad that we want, Next season, and you know, we're fighting for fourth place, then it's um, maybe not a competition you really want to be troubling yourself with. Yeah. I know, that sounds terribly cynical, and you're know, like we're a bunch of rotten, ungrateful old sods who've been thoroughly spoiled over recent years, and that may be true, but yeah, you know, I'm not massively keen on the whole thing. No, 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 I think, I, I think, I think it's way down all the way that it destroys the tickets. season. Sorry, Mark. So, sorry,
2: on. Donald. I was just going to say that I'm very unlikely to buy tickets for that for the Europa League if we get yeah. into
0: it. Yes, yeah, so unless there's a, a reasonably decent team i can 't see myself busting nah. my up to, um,
3: to I think it 's more the leave. Thursday Sunday you know it's sort of it, it takes yeah. almost takes Saturdays out you know it 's bad enough as it is at the moment, yeah. uh, but you know at least there are a reasonable number of Saturday games mm. if you if you get any sort of a run going in that
1: yeah
0: you, you don't play basically
3: Saturday's gone yeah. know, and um,
1: and that would get in the way of my golf. I've got to say, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not prepared to, yeah. to do that. But I, I, I think also if there was a big incentive, um, you know, I almost feel that it would teach them a lesson. Some of them, <laughs> to be quite honest, you know. Um, uh, yeah, you know, maybe a couple take of take a peg uh, or two. I think you know, home, and, home
0: and away legs on a ploughed field somewhere in Lithuania against. I've
1: just, uh, I've just read that article that you said about <coughs> you know Frank Lampard. I think it was in the Guardian, um, mm. but the one I'm reading is anyway, and. Um, and know, and him and Petr Cech seem to be masters of the bleeding obvious at the moment, as far well as I can see. <laughs> sort of wheel them out, and they're um, you know, saying bland sound bites like we we're not good enough at the moment. And in as a Chelsea fan, I'm sitting there saying, "Really? Blimey, I'm surprised." It was me thinking that we were doing really well. <laughs> That's I, I fine, yes. yeah, I, I find that a bit annoying. But you know, Europa League, but I've I. I On balance, I think, we may well be better out of everything um, and and use it as a proper rebuild, get yourself back in the top four. But, you know, there's a lot of, I think, a a fair bit of rubbish spoken about the importance of the Champions League, you know, and and Tottenham aren't doing too bad, as much as it hurts me to say it, they're not in it. Uh, Manchester City, to the best of my knowledge, have only qualified once for it and tanked, so... You know, sure, the, I mean, thing, be... you know, the whole thing. You know, only four clubs would ever exist, wouldn't they? If mm. that was the case, and uh, I, I, so I'm not, I think there's a lot of um, doom mongers out there who think that you know, no Champions League, end of the world. Nah, I don't believe so. Mm. Um, Ryan made a point on the blog. I think that you know, the players. You say you won't attract the players. Well, you wave enough money at them, they'll come.
0: Yeah, mm. I, d- I mean that's that's <clears throat> fun, but you know. The, the, when you don't have Champions League income waving money around when you're in our position yeah. bearing in mind that you know you're, you're potentially looking at another managerial payoff within 18 months if um, if we follow true to form um, that you know that particular business and, um, and sporting model may not be the wisest thing to be oh, they're, they're
1: accountants John they're accountants <laughs> yes, it's okay. the, the can, naming can... rights
2: for Stamford Bridge has just gone up 50 million
1: yeah exactly <laughs> and you know here comes Sibneft with a they going
3: to give us £75 million. You I wouldn't want would to give the impression that I thought, you know, uh, the second European competition was below us. Uh, it, it's, it's its format and uh, the playing on a Thursday as opposed to actually not being in the Champions League. But, mm.
1: but,
3: you know, I, well, it, makes, it gives me reservations. I mean, for, for players to play in Europe, you know, you watch the other night and... Uh, Bilbao, you know, Athletic Bilbao, there are good teams, and Mm. a a couple of teams always emerge in the Europa League who then go on to do quite well in the Champions League a season or two later. Uh, If we had perhaps a slightly deeper squad than we have now, it's probably doable. Uh, And I take what Mark says, you know, if they're looking for 50 quid to go and watch the early rounds of, of the Europa League, I wouldn't go if it's you know, 25 quid, like it is for the League Cup. Yeah. I would probably go because you know it's, uh, it's is a cool. game of football. You know, okay. right? it, it's, 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 as long as they price
2: it right. Yeah, well, think... 25 quid and a free flag, I might
0: go. Go and throw a free flag in there. Keep us all happy. I'm
1: just reading some uh, news on the lines, actually, that uh, looks like uh, Uncle Claudio has been sacked way into Milan in uh, not very surprising news shock. <laughs> I think it's, uh, yeah, it's
0: one of those things that's always inevitable. It's Claudio i from somewhere. Uh, well, <laughs> well he, saying, saying, saying that, he,
3: he took them from the bottom up to some sort of safety, didn't he? They
0: were a basket case, but he, he took did them well up. actually. He did well, but um, I think um, Mr. Viasper is, is allegedly the, um, yeah. the the target there, isn't he? Which would be um, which would be interesting. <coughs> um, United are one 0 up against Fulham, and therefore technically three points ahead at the moment. Um, against uh, a bit of man city. Um, let's have a, we'll have a quick look at um Benfica. We did sort of mention this beforehand and yes it's it's the first leg of a Champions League knockout tie. So <coughs> you'll you'll forgive us for ringing the cliche bell with you know a, a solid away performance, clean sheet, ideally an away goal, keep it tight, etc, etc, etc. Um Mark, you, your thoughts on the the forthcoming day. I think tomorrow we play as far as I can recall. Yeah, tomorrow.
2: Yeah. Mm. Well, personally, I won't be satisfied with anything less than a 7 or 8 nil win. Quite. <laughs> because, um, no, no, it's, I mean, it's, it's bound to happen because part of the justification for AVB being rubbish <laughs> was that he, mani- he managed a pub team.
0: In a crap league.
2: In a pub country where all the players, if they weren't playing football, would be waiters. <laughs>
0: And um, we'd, like, we'd like to apologise <laughs> to the Portuguese High Commission at this point. No,
2: no I'm 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 actually defending them in a roundabout way. Yes. 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 And <laughs> if, if the argument for AVB were true, yeah. yes, that he, you know, he's an average manager from a rubbish country with a rubbish yeah. league. how come they're play, They they've produced players who are good enough for our first team, like David Luiz, like Paulo Paulo Ferreira, and um, he's not portuguese but he played there for a while ramirez well yeah. we like ramirez we like david luiz mm. we liked ricky carvalho um, we mm. like carvalho we like point. mourinho Some we lost
3: was... we loved carvalho um the man love that will never die so if yeah. it yeah. Is, is, such,
2: if is such an ordinary league how come benfica are in the quarterfinals
0: mm. It's a very good point it's very so
2: good point. um it'll be interesting I I think think they qualify
1: out of the same group as Manchester United as well. But yeah, they
0: help. They help put United out.
1: Yeah, no. So I think again, I go back to that arrogance of English football in Europe, which kind of just writes off teams with fantastic histories um, as as some sort of second-rate outfits or whatever. So I completely agree with you, Mark. Completely. But
2: but Mm. I think all our players are saving themselves for this. So Drogba didn't put in a great shift against Tottenham. Mm. But if he is picked against Benfica, and I think all of them, they're going to put that extra bit of effort. This is their last chance of salvation for this season on the European stage. So they're all going to play two or three notches above what they've been doing in the league. So I'm optimistic.
0: You would hope so. Yeah, I think that's a very good point. We we touched this briefly last week in in the sense that you know, it, it is last chance to lose for some of them in this competition. That there's been cruelly red from our hands in so many unique and amusing ways by UEFA referees, blumps of turf, whatever. But um, it is yeah. Yeah, the last as, you chance say, to as you
3: say, John. It, it's difficult to avoid the cliches, so it might be worth just trying to, between us, come up with what we think might be the team. Because uh, and this isn't a criticism of Dimarco; he has to rotate his his squad mm. around uh, based on what's gone on in. Recent weeks, what, what do we think? Do we think he's gonna? I mean, John Terry played Saturday, didn't he? Did he was he doing a sort of I think uh, he played
0: well actually on Saturday? Yeah, yeah he was He
1: was
3: okay. Was yeah, game. I thought so. Yeah, not bad. There was nothing I of the long, I mean, he, was, he was outshone a bit by John Silver there. He wasn't he didn't, he
0: didn't he didn't appear to be um, carried off the pitch in any way, so um, yeah. yeah, he looked um, he looked okay. He was um,
1: outshone, I think, by Cahill a bit. So I'll, I'll put my neck on the line here for the team tomorrow. I think Petr Cech might start. You may be right.
3: You're ever the visionary. Like, <laughs> <ever the>
1: vision. <laughs> Sorry, don't, it was, a, it was a little bit sarcastic. I don't mean to be. Was, uh, don't I do apologise. back for. Well,
3: I, I, I personally, uh, and I, I, I... My face down there again. I personally would have gone perhaps with um, Cahill, uh, you know, and not JT. Not because I don't like him or anything. I just wonder whether having played Saturday, he hasn't got a great knee and mm. uh, I don't mean that sort of visually. I'm sure there are catalogs who would love to be photographing <laughs> him.
0: His, yeah.
3: Yes, his sock modelling days are well underway. But I, I just wonder whether that little bit more mobility mm. at, at the back. Um, yeah. But then again, I suppose we're going to sit deep so it wouldn't really matter. So the, the big question is, I presume Ashley Cole plays, is is he going to go with Luis on the right-hand side instead of Basinghe if we're going to... Want to come away from there
2: with, mm. with conceding very little? Well, it you know. depends if Ivanovich is fit. I guess.
0: Yeah, I, I read that he's he's travelled out with them, so um, that would seem to suggest that he may be in contention. Um, Although, if
3: if it's dodgy, I mean, he had a, a nightmare ten minutes there against City, where everyone thought
0: he did. Yeah. God,
3: what, what on God's earth is wrong with him? And then it transpired that he'd obviously you get
0: tweaked uh, a muscle somewhere. Yeah, sense, with a, he, with a stiff leg, I'd be able to pass it straight. I mean,
2: it's
1: not uh, much of an excuse, is it? um, I I got the impression that he'd actually pulled up before the game had started, but decided to go out and put the appearance in there, to the hope that he'd run it off. Um, I I like Luis at right back. I thought, against Tottenham, I thought he he brought a bit of life to us. Um, Mm. You know, he's Crazy David, and... uh, uh, long may he remain that way but I thought he looked quite comfortable at right back and, and unlike against Stoke where I think he came on um, where he looked like he didn't really want to be there um, he looked like he was relishing it a little bit on Saturday to me
2: so I like any place. right back as long as it's not Basinga yeah. <laughs> I didn't bring Paddy Mulligan out of retirement <laughs> Paddy Mulligan yes um,
3: I, I wondered whether I was debating in my own mind whether Louise would you know, respond very positively to, to playing there, uh, or whether it might, you know, make him sort of overdo things a bit because he would want to impress so much. So, I, I was in two minds as to whether, but well, I think one of the first things
1: he managed to do was get down the right hand side and put a cross in, which was, you know, a novel thing. Uh, there was nobody there for to pick up the cross. Um, other than Brad last, you know, but uh, he actually got across in and he got it past the first man and everything which is um, you know, like I said a bit of a novel idea these days it's always that.
0: nice to see it isn't it isn't I mean, yeah.
3: Benfica are they pretty much a counter attacking side I mean they will be at home obviously but are they going to
0: I don't know a huge amount about them they're in, they're in sort of relatively in different form they lost, they lost to Porto a couple of weeks ago and they had a 0-0 draw at the weekend they've um, been a little bit up and down but they're, they're you know, obviously a reasonably decent side but I, I Know very little about them as a you know in, in terms of the way they play. Um, I'll, I'll stick my midfield in and say Mikel Lampard and Ramirez as the, the three in the middle. Mark your front men. How many have we got left? Uh, three, I think. I think we've okay. played four three three.
2: Hmm. I think it'll be Drogba. Hmm. I think he trusts Drogba more for the big game. And yes. then M- Matter obviously. And presumably by default it'll have to be Sturridge but actually I wouldn't mind going with Torres on the wing
0: yeah I I mean he's actually managed to stick a couple of decent crosses in and um yeah I thought he kept the Man City defence sort of very well occupied um up there, so I, I don't actually think So I know people say Drogba and Torres doesn't work together, but I don't actually think that's a bad call at all. I think that would um, that would be worth a shot with Matter in behind them, um, who's kind of you know started very well, but has become increasingly anonymous in the sense We've talked about this before, but he's he's taken a fair few boots in the calls and, and not really whinged too much. I it's his first season,
3: and he's he's, he's yeah. played a fairly
1: heavy.
0: Uh... As he's played, uh, he's probably. I'd, be interested to see the stats, but I think he's probably one of our most used players, if he, not the well, most uh,
1: used. He, His free kick
0: was fabulous. I mean, he should be yes. first
1: choice of free kicks and t- Drogba should be given a, a kick in the nuts, actually, and told <laughs> to get lost, I think, because uh, Matt's free ki- kicks are Zola-esque. I esque I don't mm-hmm. think he's he's hit the wall or Rose-ed, yeah. I mean, um, maybe that's the problem. Maybe they've got a bet on or something, you know. Um, <laughs> but I, 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 I like him a lot, and I think someone pointed out on the blog, I think, if you... Uh, Well, it may have been on Twitter. Um, You know, De Silva, we're starting to see David Silva uh, really come to form now, having bedded in for a year at Manchester City. Um, And so I think we've got very big things to come, but he needs help. And and Ramirez, as good as he has been, um, doesn't seem to have come back from that injury particularly uh, as quite as sharp as he was I, I think it will come back but uh, I do think that we do need somebody in there that, that's a bit more than a, an Essien a Lampard or a, a Morelles or a whatever to, to help matter you know yeah. a, another creative but yeah deeply impressive player and I think he's just going to be you know great in the future but a heavy schedule no doubt about it he probably yeah, he's he's, gonna, uh, he probably thought he was going to get about 20 games this season
0: yeah he does look um, <coughs> does look a little bit out on his feet um, certainly towards the, the end of games um, let's have a um, a quick quick prediction from each of you as to um, a result 1-1 one, one. the first leg yeah i am sticking with the very conservative 1-1 one, one myself
3: i'm going to uh, i'm going to go with the my normally pessimistic feel. Um, I'm not quite sure what Benfica will do, but I have this terrible feeling that we may not score, and the away goal is so important. So it's Benfica X, uh, Chelsea Mm. nil.
2: Right. But you've got to supply the X. I mean, we we can't have an X. (laughs) I'm, I'm I'm currently...
3: Yes, I'm currently... Looking at my algorithm tables to see what it might come up with, but I I think we'll probably say 1 0. 1
2: 0. Right. Noted. Mark? Well, I'm I'm going to be crazily optimistic and say 2 1 to us.
0: Right. Excellent. We shall review those the next time. Um, We'll move on to um, the, the subject of tickets. Um, I spoke to a couple of people In um, in the Pelican on um, on Saturday Who uh, listened to the podcast And we firstly, I'd just like to say a quick hello to Bruce Who um, flies, flew down from Scotland with his son um, Down on the day In the pub, watched the game Back in the pub, back to the airport And off home, so salute to you sir um, a, Dutch, uh, a Dutch friend of mine Has uh, had a couple of mates coming over He's got two season tickets um, He had a couple of mates coming over from Holland to uh, To see the game Spent a good good couple of weeks asking, you know, if anyone's got any spare tickets, I'm going to need some for Spurs. Didn't have any luck. Called the club last week on either Wednesday or Thursday and bought two tickets on general sale. Now,
2: there are those of us
0: who think that's... It's just completely unheard of. You know, it's, it's one of the games that would always sell out in, uh, in recent years. Um, it's obviously very nice to be involved in the business end of... Uh, of competitions, we've obviously got a, a semi-final at Wembley. Um, Benfica home <clears> on eight legs. If, you, if you're doing them, doing them both is not cheap. Um, and season ticket renewals won't be too far away. And then obviously there's all those Europa League games next season. Um, is is it a bridge too far? You know, if we're talking about a sixty thousand seat stadium, which is um, something we've touched on before, I've no doubt will again. Um, we don't seem to be doing too well at filling the old one.
3: Uh, thinking thinking about it, John. Um, well, how many season ticket holders are there? Is it about 25,000, oh, yeah, is it, something
1: 24, like that? Yeah. 24,000, I thought it was, but yeah. Yeah, there something area, area, around
3: 20. that. So, their seats are sold, whether they turn up or not, mm. for the Spurs game. So, you're actually talking about not being able to sell something around 20,000 tickets.
0: Yeah, well, I, I, less than that. I mean, where are we? The capacity is, what, 42? Spurs? 18,000. If it's 24, so, I think it's 20. Oh, yeah, yes, sorry. But, can but I was start who you're right. 24 yeah.
3: plus 20.
0: Yeah. 41 is. And Spurs oh. Spurs would have taken, I mean, it's two yep. thirds of the sh- the shed, which is what? Five? Four? Five? Are
3: they, yeah. that, are they that much? I thought we only sold about the usual two or three thousand for away fans. T-
0: um, yeah, no, sorry. I'm. I'm Math mm. is skewed with there, but you know, yeah, you're absolutely right. We, however, the equation works out, the inability to sell in know, a
3: country with a population of nearly 60 million people plus, <laughs> plus Europe, you know, people could get from Paris in a couple of hours.
0: Mm.
3: You know, it's um, it's not terribly
0: so- promising, is it? No. um, I did. Is it, is it just a combination of factors? Is it the fact that you know our football isn't terribly thrilling at the moment? We're not attracting the passing punter like we might have done in the past. Um, we mentioned this, the, the general expense. Um, obviously, economic times aren't particularly fantastic at the moment. Um, yeah. A combination of those, <laughs> I think, leaves us... Um,
1: I think it's a bit early to to be... Yeah, you know, walking over the, the the kind of grave of attendance and saying, "There you go, there's sure. your justification for not getting a new stadium." Because no, absolutely, there is a you know recession. It is forty odd quid or forty five quid minimum, I think, for a game like that. <coughs> um, I, 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 you know, the other factors in there. It was a lovely day. Okay, so I um, dare say there would have been people who've been probably getting their ear old pulled to go and do something else, and I and I do think the Saturday lunchtime kickoff. I think that would affect mm-hmm. people. I think people uh, can't get there in time. You know, there may be a lot of people who looked at <coughs> that and maybe were travelling down from Scotland and perhaps couldn't all afford a plane. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I, 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 so I think there's a number of factors in there. I had three empty seats next to me. Mm. Um, that are, are obviously not season ticket um, seats, but uh, and they were empty. But uh, you know, I do I do actually think that it's a little bit early to say that. I mean, we have, we, we are getting attendances up around forty one, forty one and a half. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. So we weren't, <coughs> if we weren't sold out, we were, you know, I don't know, 500, 750 short of... A yeah, but isn't, isn't that
3: the same as the, the, the Emirates sell-out, which is that <laughs> y- you, count, you count your 20-odd thousand yes. season ticket holders. And, so, and, turn and up, it rightly doesn't so, you, you, you have paid... Someone has paid for the ticket and they don't turn up. It yeah. doesn't matter. Um, what concerns me, and, and it's, it's completely unrelated to the 60,000-seater stadium argument, you know, can leave that to one side, we're talking about a club that, for the last ten years, has been has never been really outside the top three. Okay, we're having a a bit of a, a poor season. I can't I can't think that we would lose our support that quickly, or maybe we have. But you know, there are other factors. It, it, I'm not trying to to pinpoint any one thing, other than perhaps uh, along with quite a few other clubs. It, I is it's just now starting to get unrealistic, but I did. I was surprised that for you know, along with Man United and Arsenal, and historically the derby with Spurs for Chelsea fans, maybe not always for Tottenham fans, but Chelsea has been a game on the calendar. I accept that it was on a nice Saturday. Uh, lunchtime and and I like everyone else feels that Saturday lunchtime kickoffs are a complete waste of time. But the fact that Chelsea couldn't sell sort of twenty thousand tickets quickly for that sort of game must be worrying them. Uh, and and I'm not saying that it's only Chelsea who've got that problem, but you know we we are we are supposed to be a big and growing club. You know we've had the, the success over the years, which should be pulling in that many more people and, the, and, and a- they, they're disappearing away you know maybe only while we have a little slump if we if we're top two next year they may all come back but yeah if you can't hold on to them football's football they, they, I, I don't buy the you know we're not playing they, but, well, attractive Nick, football it it's football if,
1: certainly Arsenal I know Arsenal and, uh, uh, during their slump um, which they've recovered quite remarkably out of. Um, I think they were getting, you know, forty eight, forty nine thousand 49,000 in the Emirates for a couple of games. And uh, that might have been Blackburn or someone like that, you know, but they they, they certainly weren't for I don't think they worry about it because I think over the season is probably more um, where they count it. I do think the, there is a bigger problem um, around the ticket prices, etc., and the fact that we are pricing, you know, the younger Generation out, and it's okay for a bunch of forty-somethings to be sitting here doing the podding shed, saying, you know, look at us with our season tickets, or you know, we can afford to go to games or whatever. But um, if you've got, you've got a, a young lad, haven't you? Don't all I think. So yeah. you know, I mean, where's the encouragement for a lad of, 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 of <coughs> you know, I, I was going to football at the age of fourteen on my own, mm. for three quick to get in the shed or whatever. You know, and it's just not there. It's just untenable. You know, who's going to sit there when a 14 year old son comes and says, Can I have 60 quid? What for? Game of football. Uh, Yeah, righto. Well,
0: I mean, I've I've had a conversation a little while ago. I had a conversation with a guy who um, had a a teenage son, and um, his his son, I I think it wasn't actually us, it it may have been Spurs, but he said, You know, do you want to go and see Tottenham, whatever it happened to be? Tickets, you know, I'll get some tickets if you want, and he said, "Well, i sort of tell you dad I'll take the sixty quid and I'll buy myself a new pair of trainers." Which, <laughs> yeah, yeah, which you know, says says all you need to know about watches yeah, yeah, first, yeah. but um, yeah. but you know, as a broader point, you know, there's there's more things to sell uh, to spend your own leisure money on, and, and, and inter- on.
3: interestingly, I think if you spoke to uh, marketing type people, they would say, um, oh, "Well, if 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 that's the problem, it's not." The ticket price, really, it's the offering you're giving, and therefore, you know, we have to have much more of the the sort of theme park and big day out and lifetime experience.
1: Yes. Whereas to me,
3: to me, going going to football or you know for other sports, going to rugby, going to ice hockey, whatever you go to, when it's a a sport that has a long season of say thirty eight games, we're not talking American football. We're not talking twelve games you're talking 38 games plus all the cup games, it's about living through a season and if you can only afford to go twice a season, okay it, it might be like going to Disney World you know, and you sit in a chair, chair that gives you a back massage while you're watching the game and you know you can plug in your I, iPad tablet and watch all the, you know, and that's the way they're trying to go um, you know, that that's that's a completely different thing to the football and I don't mean to sound like an old kid but it, it, I think,
0: I think you're they're, going they're going to lose sight
3: they're going to lose sight of you know and I don't mean that people should sort of have to stand crushed together you know as the piss stream you know runs over their shoes <laughs> up the back I just think that you know the, the thing about football is you, you go regularly and you watch the team evolve and you see players do well, players do not so well, and it's it's that for me is the experience. Of football.
0: I, th- I think uh, I think we do, and and our generation probably does. But I, I picked up on this, um, and this sort of rolls in nicely when you, you talk about you know the, the theme park day out. Um, I don't know if you picked up on it in the papers over the last couple of days, um, the Real Madrid Resort Island that yes, Fiorentino right. Perez is planning. In Dubai, a billion, yeah. a billion dollars to build um, an island in the, the UAE. Feature, it's got sports facilities, a marina, hotels, villas, an amusement park, a Real Madrid museum, 10,000-seater 10, 10, stadium. And they're expect, estimating a million visitors a year. Now, it, it falls, apparently falls within fina- financial fair play in the sense that you are generating revenue from footballing activities – Albeit that to me, that's stretching it a little bit, you know, but if that's, um, you know, if that's the kind of echelons that we're thinking about, I, you know, I'm, I appreciate that I'm talking about two apples and oranges here, but the inability to, you know, albeit slightly tough times, you know, we've talked about, but the inability to sell out a 41,006 stadium for one of our biggest games of the season trying to compete with a club who is, is talking about building a billion dollar resort that a million people will visit every year just to plough money into their coffers. Where are they
3: building it in,
0: in, in the UAE, right. one of those yeah. sort of yeah. know, somewhere
3: where you could play football for about five minutes a day without dying of heat exhaustion and dehydration. Exactly. You know, yeah. it's it's like they they have Grand Prix, they have the Moto G P mm. all these things that are eminently unsuitable for that environment. And what right, if you want a, a resort for, for Real Madrid, why not build it in Spain? It's a Spanish football club. Yeah. I, hey, I just know. find the whole thing ludicrous. I'm sorry, hey,
0: you know, you're absolutely right. It, it is ludicrous, but, but Spain. You know. the, but we're, getting, other, we're getting the the, habit. God, say, the I was
3: I was happy with Dreamland down in Margate. No, I, I no, don't no, I don't no, feel no. the need <laughs> to go to.
0: But I think the point is, you know, the unemployment rate and um, the situation, the economic situation, in Spain is um, is not terribly great. In the UAE, it's probably a wee bit healthier. Uh, yes, uh, well, so why, why not?
3: Why not build it in Spain? So they've got construction jobs for people like that, rather than allowing you know uh, uh, Palestinians and and people from the Asian subcontinent to be forced to live in in uh, containers while they they build this damn thing. Oh, I think it's just appalling. I'm sorry, <laughs> I've <see, no, laughs> no, upset I, an I'm, awful
0: lot of people. But I, I, think just, think I don't, that, I don't disagree with
1: you, you at all. On that, on that sort oh, of. Globalisation notes, and, and for me that, that whole thing about the what the Real, Real Madrid Island or whatever we want to call it um, seems almost like that was a lot. You know, now I hear it like a logical next step. You know, how long before we have you know Man United feel um, and and the like? Um, you'll be pleased to know that we've just announced tonight um, that we are going to play a return leg against Seattle Sounders <laughs> Wednesday, the eighteenth of July. Hey, so that's that's the way to uh, appeal to the ordinary fan in the close season, isn't it? Well, I uh, think but, uh, you mean they're coming here. No, absolutely not. No, We're going there to the sixty nine thousand Century Link Field where we set attendance records. About the only good
3: thing about going to Seattle is you're guaranteed probably a lot more rain than you would have over here.
1: So,
3: <laughs> uh, <laughs> at, time, at that time of the year.
0: But it is is—it it's, is becoming Disney-esque. I think I'm, I'm, I'm not an aficionado of, um, of, of marketing, but um, there's a, I think it's a chap called Philip Kotler, who, who sort of, you know, is a marketing legend. And, you know, he's, one of his thoughts on it was, you know, the model is, you know, you, you build things up and then eventually you just have franchise theme parks dotted around the globe, pushing your brand. And, you know, that would appear that roughly to be the way that football is headed.
3: God help us. I, you just go and spend two weeks wandering around a Real Madrid-themed air-conditioned shell. I just, you know, I it see it myself.
2: It doesn't. Yeah, but is it for Real Madrid fans or is it just for tourists? I mean, what, one thing about Chelsea is you, you do notice that there are more tourists mm. than mm. there ever were. And, and maybe that's the way it will end up, that um, it'll be so expensive, you can't. no one can afford to go every week. Mm. I think, and you can only afford to go as a tourist for the one week or two weeks that you're in England. Mm.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I think it's always... I
1: was going to say there's an interesting point that Dan Levine makes on that thing about the ticket prices, where he says about you know uh, advocates of the free market will cite supply and demand and all this sort of stuff, but and he actually says the point. Remember the 2005 semi-final at home to Liverpool? A bodged allocation of tickets saw an almost entirely disengaged Stamford Bridge, crowned with tourists and touted corporates, sit silently through a painful nil-nil draw. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the modern football you know and, and it 's very church, yeah I, I think you know at the end of the day we, we, I, 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 he throws in a cliche, but you know I work for a company where everything is about bottom line, everything is about brand, and everything is about delighting the customer and the customer experience and mm. you know this is this is the way we live now, and, and those people who have got into football you know you you, you think of. Football becoming a business, you think of people in suits sitting around doing deals or whatever, but it's really every possible uh, sinew is every revenue stream you can. imagine. yes, yeah, every revenue stream, nothing is left unexplored, and I'm sure there are some. I'm sure there's a cupboard in Chelsea, in Manchester United, with every morally reprehensible. Uh, idea in there <laughs> that someone had to actually jump in and say no, we're not going to tell the, the
3: problem. The problem for sport or team sport, or you know something where you've got one team against another, is it doesn't matter how much uh, you massage the day and make it the the greatest experience of a person's life. Mm. It is two teams who are going to be trying to win a football game. It might be a great game. It might be a complete toilet. If you have travelled, if you have spent your hard-earned money, I was going to say shekels, but then you couldn't spend those in, in the UAE. If, you, spent, if you, you take your hard-earned cash and you go for two weeks in the UAE to spend all your time trying to avoid getting burnt to a crisp and, and, and dying of heat stroke, so you move from air-conditioned room to air-conditioned room and end up with some sort of chill. <laughs> And you then go and watch your beloved team because undoubtedly Real Madrid will have to turn up and play a few games there at some point. So oh, Chelsea yeah. would do the same in in Chelseaville, in in Dubai or wherever.
0: Mm. And you know, the well, whole two you, weeks you will do on the moon, or you know, <laughs> the <laughs> whole two weeks builds towards this,
3: and then they bastard well lose. Yeah. You know, <laughs> now if if I go that to a part <clears> of the plan. <clears throat> If if I go to the Milan Opera House to watch the opera, okay, it might be toilet because they've got the wrong artistic director. But in general, everyone involved in that is going to be trying to put on the best thing they can. Same with going to see Wagner at Bayreuther or something like that. Mm. So you are going to an experience where everyone is pushing towards making it the best they can. And they can do that with sport, but ultimately... Someone has to lose. That's, that's it very might true. Be your team, I, mean, and I that it. I, I don't
0: to, care where you are. I had, to, I had, a, I remember having a conversation with um, with a lawyer a, a year or so ago, and and he he said, you know, ultimately the biggest barrier to all this progress that they want to put in place is, is the fans. You know, ultimately the fans here just will will, will throw their dummies out it varies across Europe I mean you know if you go to Germany as far as I'm aware most of the games still happen at 3 o'clock on a Saturday because when they started talking about bringing Sky in and having you know strange kick off times the German fans just you know they protested just didn't go to you know a series of games on a particular weekend and they 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 kiboshed the idea I don't know if that's still the case but this guy said to me, you know, he said, you, you know, you guys are ultimately sticks in the mud. You are you are the barrier to, the pro- to progress because it, it's people like, you know, Gary Cook, once of Manchester City, and Peter Kenyon, who are actually the visionaries. They're the people who want to create NFL-type franchises across the world and, you know, turn it from, uh, you know, a big sport into the biggest sport. Now, appreciably, we come at football from a very, very different angle, but I suspect whether we are, you know, part of a dying breed that, that will eventually be trampled under under the, um, the stampede of progress is anyone's guess, but you, mm. you can see it coming.
3: Well, uh, hopefully they'll, they'll have screwed the lid down and <laughs> thrown me in the ground by the time it all comes because it's, it, it won't be... My, I mean, I, I I love professional cycling, but there's nothing worse than sort of spending six hours watching the Tour of Flanders wind its way around Belgium or watching the World Championship. For the one bloke the bloke you absolutely can't stand to come flying down the, road <laughs> as the winner. But you know But so, you pay your money,
0: you take your choice, you know, you yeah, know that's a possibility.
3: And you know that's a and you know that that's as valid a, a reaction as it is to be overjoyed when the bloke you want to win wins, you know and mm. You can't, if you try and take that out of sport, which undoubtedly they will do because they will, they will try and make it some sort of you know, kick about nonsense type idiocy. In oh, order exactly. to entertain people, I'm sorry, I'm I'm starting to I've descend done. into old oldness on a grand scale. You've, <laughs> I've, caught, I've me, no, you've I've caught me on a bad day.
0: I've really, no doubt you know. that, that Seth, Seth Latter will come up with an amusing and interesting way for for everyone to go home happy. But um, mm-hmm. I think actually, that, I've just
2: noticed on the Chelsea website they have announced a um, tourist resort. They're going to call it Cannonville. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You knew Mark, it was coming. Genuinely uh, missed uh, it last week, Mark.
1: <laughs> Fantastic.
0: I am. Um, I think in which case, what we will do is um, I th- th- there's there's plenty of mileage in that one. And as, as the next, um, you know, strange theme park of top four club gets announced, you, you can only the mind boggles is what Liverpool might think up. Um, we will move on to a quick managerial and silly season update because um, it's all started as, um, as we noted before we started recording, the um, the alleged one hundred million pound bid for um, Ronaldo and Higuain from uh, Real Madrid is, is 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 on. You know, we're told that this is um, this is going to happen. I can't remember exactly what Ronaldo's... Um, Buyout clause was But it was It was third world debt Worrying Rather than You know Just, just a piddly Hundred million But, um, but it's, it's apparently on um, If Ronaldo And um, Higuain And you know Any number of other Galacticos Turn up at the bridge Next season Who's going to be Managing them In the Europa League <laughs>
1: Um, well, Claudio, obviously he's uh, he's it's now it's fully it's a free off. agent, as we um, as we've just noted. Saints um, yeah, but we know where that would lead. I think madness um, so, in simple terms. Uh, absolutely, I think um, you know. I, I've clearly said I, I quite fancied the idea of Joachim Lou or love or however you pronounce it. Mm. Uh, I'd rather hope it is love because that would be quite nice. I, <laughs> it, I can, you I could you could put on your best Barry White kind of voice. Can you love? Um, but do um, the Germans do that? I, I actually, <laughs> say, I think I sounded more Sid James than Barry White when I that. But I'm putting my neck on the line again. I think it will be Louis Van Hall. I said it at the beginning. Um, and I have a hankering for someone who's slightly mad, slightly eccentric, who's likely to be, um, you know, threatening baseball bats in the dressing room. Uh, he'll take two seasons to do it, but who wouldn't? You know, I think uh, mm. uh, you know this is a guy who sowed the seeds of Barcelona, um, has sown the seeds of what Bayern Munich are doing at the moment. Um, a big advocate of total football. Um, I think given the chance I think he'd get there command respect and don't forget Mourinho learnt his (coughs) trade I believe pretty much from Van Gaal didn't he I
3: thought it was from War Bobby Robson
2: well Bobby Robson
1: bit bit of of Blue Van Gaal as well didn't he so um, that would be that would be my one I still am anti-Capello because I just can't imagine I can't remember an England game that excited me when he was in charge Um, I know that's irrational uh, and everything like that.
3: Where is um, Van Hall at the moment,
1: Tony? Um, uh, unemployed, I believe. Unemployed.
0: Yeah, as far as I'm aware, I yeah. think he left. Um, it, he's not done anything since he left buying because it, it sort of went slightly wrong at buying for him. But he did well at um, Alcabart. Yeah. I, well,
2: yeah, I think he won
0: the title now more as, yeah. yeah. as far but as far as I can we, remember. We, we, but we, he's sixty, we, you know. I, I think you you picked up on the, the blog about um, about hitting being sixty six. Well, yeah. I think Van Hall sixty.
1: Yeah, mm. but I, I I think you know we're gonna we the in between one for me uh, uh, again. There isn't anybody that would suit everybody, but uh, you know I think David Moyes would be an interesting choice and probably deserves a shot at it. But whether, whether or not we'd ever be that brave again, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a, a dilemma. Jo- 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 Joachim, the, the German fella, um, I think he, he's there. But I Great like fantastic. Louis Van Hull, and I really do like the idea that at sixty he's got. You know, he, I think he could do five years. Which is which is longer than any Chelsea manager's <laughs> he, ever been.
0: Any Chelsea manager's ever going to do five well, years yeah, again, <laughs> precisely. So he's
1: got, you know, but it would be. Oh, okay, I nearly said it would be realistic, but you know, they, it, he, he, if he had five years, he might be able to, you know, uh, leave a legacy or something. Whereas I think Hiddink would be seventy-one, and I just think, you know, uh, he's got a park you, really you? you know, you can't really see that, and uh, a stopgap one would be a disaster. On that note, I am sticking my money down
0: Louis Van Gaal good stuff Mark your thoughts well I've got a
2: clue really but um I'd, I'd say it's going to be the leftovers from whoever doesn't get the England job so it's a choice between Harry Roy Hodgson and <laughs> Glenn Hoddle <laughs> Oh, I need to get you
1: all excited in three, three no six words you've taken all the wind out of our sails
3: yeah, You're supposed to be the uh, Johnny Optimist on this uh, on I this sack of an
2: effort
3: yeah, that we it's, put in it's,
0: it's, a good a, job. It's, it's interesting just in terms of Glenn Hoddle's name coming up um, in, in respect to the English job I think he sort of said he'd be happy to, um, yeah. happy to step into the breach now obviously there's an awful lot of baggage lurking around there and um, oh, that's no way to refer to Eileen <laughs> <so>. <laughs> harsh but fair, harsh but, fair. Um, but you know we do actually consider I think you had the third best win rate of any England manager and we did actually pay some some reasonably a, decent football coached, him, from last, what I can recall and you yeah, know that got that, was, that result in Italy which was seemed as, you know, deemed as was impossible the last, at the time
1: that was the last exciting England team I can remember that was the last time I was thrilled at watching an England team. In that World Cup in 1998, where we actually looked, had it not been for some rank bad luck and a silly reaction from Beckham, we I think we could have gone on and won that World Cup. Um, I think he got an unfair press. Uh, you know, I, I, I've gone back at John Cross in the mirror tonight, because he's going, "Oh, you know, let's not forget what he said. The guy's done his time, hasn't he? What do we do? Do we hold something until they drop dead? i tell, tell you what, what got oh, me, no, Tony,
3: what got me about that was, uh, you know, yes, Hoddle made some very unfortunate statements, and the book apparently, you know, made him look sort of in some ways lose the dressing room. But who let's, – let's not forget who ghost-wrote the book for him. None other than, was it David Davis, a man who gets wheeled out, who had a career in the FA, and yeah. still gets wheeled out all the time to pronounce on all matters football – You know, none of it stuck on him at all. It all stuck on Hoddle, and yet he was, at the time, he was working for the FA, and if he's ghostwriting that book, he should be saying, Glenn, I don't think we can do this, blah, blah, blah. And yet he carried on, encouraged the bloke to do it, got all those things said, and then, you know, goodbye, Glenn, and I carry on my upward path. It was a shocker.
0: Well, I think there's always the lesson of not actually, you know, the the number of, of managers and and players who've actually yeah. sort of published books whilst they've still mm-hmm. been in or in about the job. But it was the no, fact it was a bloke who was working
3: himself. for the FA yeah. who was who was ghost the book for him. It wasn't sort of you know Harry Watson from the Mirror as usual. It was someone from the FA themselves, and yet they seemed to avoid any of the damage that, mm. that, that happened after that. Sure. You know, I've always I've always had a very take. I took a very dim view and still do.
2: Thank you.
1: No, yes, I, I, was, well, I quite agree, and I think. Fair. Let's forget. They say he lost the dressing room. He he had the balls to drop Gascoigne, who would have been a <laughs> liability, and and obviously recognised that the explosion that was ready to happen with Gascoigne mm. personally and everywhere else. But I remember one thing through that World Cup in 1998 was the the little bit of fun that he got in to that dressing room where the players at every interview were giving a song title. Tie yeah. Now you don't see that anymore. The game has become so serious, up its own arse, that people have forgotten that. And I just think there's little things like that. I think Glenn Hoddle got a very, very rough treatment then. And I think for people to come out and say, now, he said something once ten years ago um, and therefore hold that against him for the rest of his life, I think is grossly unfair. In a civilised society, we let prisoners out, you know, after they've done their time. For God's sake, you know. I'm finished mm. as well now. You've got us all
0: ranting now, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, if, 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 I, if I wanted to yes. throw further grist into the mill, then um, obviously Kenny Kenny Dalglish is likely to be out of a job.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: oh. oh, and queue loads of people jumping out of ten-story buildings in South West Six.
3: Uh,
0: like,
1: yes. uh, <laughs> that people would be people would, if it was Kenny who was in the frame people would be running to Rafa Benitez saying please get in first I'll tell you that now so that's the third Now you've
3: now mentioned the third Liverpool we've had Hodgson
1: yeah Hodgles, <laughs> Benitez
3: we seem to be obsessing what's Roy Evans yeah,
1: just <laughs> going to say Roy Evans it's just knocked on my door how surprising <laughs> it's
0: um, I, I mean it, it's actually the one sort of slightly serious point about it is that the speculation does seem to have calmed down to a degree which is good for for de matteo he can get on with his job without you know people asking him who is Whose success is going to be? That's I think that's a good thing. Um, but you would suspect, you know, there's eight games left in um, in the league season, and you know, potentially a few more in um, in the cups for us. The speculation will start at earliest fairly soon. You would imagine we don't we don't
3: see dimatteo as being in any way in the in the well, at all. I, don't I,
0: think I personally it. would be happy to see how he does until the end of the season. Um, I think I, I think the point that a lot of people have made is he just doesn't. Fit the you know the, the big name profile for um, for Abramovich you know is that what we're looking for I have yeah. no idea um, but he I don't think he he says Abramovich pulse, pulse racing uh, I think yeah. it's, it's his biggest problem but you know hey listen if he gets us to an FA Cup final maybe a bit further in the Champions League and somehow pulls off fourth place which is unlikely but yeah. you know is, is he not worth a shot I personally think so but I, I can't see it happening. No.
3: Can I just, um, because we haven't had our usual discussion of matters rail, particularly underground? Can I just, um, yeah. I've just, I've just seen something from the uh, inestimable Mr. Rick Glanville, who has tweeted, <coughs> um, and my father used to work on the on the Tube, so this has re- you know some resonance to me. More cotton fibre in West London, fluff on Tube network. More polyester in East London. Hashtag the tube, hashtag fluffers, and here is the coup de grace, hashtag W-H-U-F-C. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of someone who lives in East London, I, I do wear more cotton than polyester, so it's not no, me who's put it all there. So well. I would
0: expect so as <laughs> well.
3: But yeah, I thought it was like superb. <laughs> hashtag West Ham United FC at the end of it. <laughs> There well, then,
0: the other the other thing that I've just um, just picked up on um, any number of people on my Twitter timeline saying clear penalty for Fulham trailing one at Old Trafford with one minute to go not given.
1: No. <laughs> and if we're just going to finish off with, with 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 one one comment or whatever, I have just spotted a, a headline in the Guardian, not a headline, you know, a, a, an article which says. Dalglish suggests change of approach. Kenny Dalglish says Liverpool may need to change their approach by not playing lovely football. No, sh- <laughs> no shit, Sherlock, eh? <laughs> well, <laughs> proof, if ever there was proof, that that man is off his trolley. <laughs>
0: I think that says everything we need to know um, It's probably a good place to round off Because I feel we could end up ranting all night um, Gents, as always, thank you very much Mark, good to have you back after a week's absence um, yeah, Nice to be back, thank you we, yeah. will, um, we will reconvene next week By which time we will have played Benfica um, Tomorrow night And um, Aston Villa on Saturday, I believe um, We will see where we are then um, If you want to leave a comment on um, how appalling you think we are and what a bunch of rambling old nutters, um, please do. ChelseaFCblog.com. Various Twitter feeds which you'll find on that website. You can abuse us all personally. Um, Mark, you sensibly stay off Twitter, so you're immune from that abuse. Uh, Until next time, gents, thank you very much and good night.
1: Good Good night. night.